0: Welcome to the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, your weekly dose of accounting and tax tips specific to small business owners. You will be on your way to growing your business and paying the least amount in taxes as legally possible. Here's your host, Mike Jezoshek, CPA. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Today, we're talking depreciation. And if you've been following us for a while or even watched our real estate series, you know that we've talked about depreciation, especially when we talk about investing in real estate and how depreciation can be so powerful in getting a deduction on real estate activity. But depreciation isn't just for real estate and isn't just for real estate investors. Depreciation happens in everyday businesses, every business on a regular basis. And so we wanted to bring this idea up, talk about depreciation talk about a capitalization policy and why I believe every business should have a capitalization policy implemented in it. And depreciation is essentially just a way of how do we write off an asset? We buy a new truck, we buy a new piece of equipment, we buy various things for our business. And how do we write it off? That's in the form of depreciation. And so at a very kind of basic level, depreciation is just that process of spreading out that expense of an asset purchase over time. So we purchase that asset, we're depreciating it or getting an expense for that asset that we purchase over time. Now, when you buy things like personal property, think of things like a car, a computer, equipment, or real property, think of things like a building, you have a couple different options on how you can go about depreciating that asset purchase. And the kinds of property that you can depreciate would be machinery. Equipment, buildings, vehicles, furnitures, office equipment, office furniture, all of those types of things are the items that you can depreciate. Now, you can't claim depreciation for items held for personal purposes. So if you just go out and buy your family vehicle, no business use, no nothing, there's no depreciation expense for that. In order to depreciate, in order to get a business expense for items, there has to be a business purpose. But of course, if you purchase an asset that you use for both business and personal, you can depreciate the business portion of it. So let's say you bought a vehicle and it is 75% used for business, 25% personal. Well, you can depreciate 75% of that vehicle within the business. The 25% personal, you don't depreciate. Another thing to consider is that land is never depreciable. So buildings and certain land improvements are depreciable, land is not. So let's say you buy a new building for an office or you buy a new rental property and you pay $100,000 for it, just easy numbers. And you look at the tax document for it and they say, okay, of that $100,000 you've paid, $80 is related to the building and $20,000 is related to the land. That $20,000 that's related to the land can never be depreciated. But Parts of the building, land improvements, things like that can be. So just remember that land, not depreciable, buildings or part of the buildings and land improvements can be depreciated. And you also would not depreciate anything that you expect to last less than a year. So you just expense that immediately. Let's say you make a purchase of a piece of equipment. It's got a a useful life where it's only going to last three months. You just expense that immediately. There would be no depreciation on that piece. So again, depreciation is this idea of when we buy an asset, how do we get an expense for it? How do we use that purchase to offset our income? And that's in the form of depreciation. So what options are there for depreciation? There's three main ones, regular depreciation, bonus depreciation, and section 179 expensing. So regular depreciation is just where you would have an asset class that would either be from three to 39 years. So every type of asset is going to have a useful life for that asset. And that useful life is going to be from between three and 39 years. And then depending on that type of asset, you're going to depreciate it over that amount of time. Bonus depreciation allows you to deduct a percentage of that cost of that personal property purchase up front. And for 2022, that was 100%. So bonus depreciation was a great opportunity where you could buy a new car potentially and deduct 100% of it in year one. Or you could buy uh, new items that are, would be considered personal property and deduct a, a, 100% of it in year one. In years 2023 forward, that percentage is going down slowly. So 2023 this year, bonus depreciation is up to 80%. So you buy a piece of equipment for $100,000, there's potential that you could write off 80% of that in year one here in 2023. In 2024, that goes to 60%. In 2025, that goes to 40%. In 2026, 20%, and then eventually goes down. Now, this could be something that gets extended by Congress in the form of a tax bill or something like that, but these are what the current bonus depreciation percentages are. So as we're getting closer to year end, just think about that. If you were planning to buy a piece of equipment, it might make sense to buy that here in 2023, If you're looking for a heavy upfront depreciation, then it would qualify for bonus depreciation because you can get 80% here in 2023, where if you wait to 2024 to buy that piece of equipment, you're down to 60%. Now, you're still going to be able to depreciate it fully over the course of time. It's just how much can you get in year one for that bonus depreciation deduction. So just something to consider. Again, we would never advise someone to go out and buy something they don't need. But if you need new equipment, if you need new furniture, if you need some of these items, you might want to be strategic as we get close to year end on when you're purchasing them if you especially want to look for a higher upfront deduction uh, in the form of depreciation. And then the final piece, our final option is Section 179, Expensing. And this allows you to deduct over a million dollars of the cost of personal property in year one. So for 2023, that number is $1,160,000 and it allows you to deduct up to that amount of the cost of personal property in the first year. So there's oftentimes we might do a bonus depreciation and a Section 179 expense in combination. So let's look at an example to kind of help make this make sense. Let's imagine that you bought a brand new computer for $4,500 on January 12th. Here's how it would work. With regular depreciation, a computer is considered a five-year property. So your $4,500 purchase of that computer would be spread out across five years. With bonus depreciation, you could take 80% of that in 2023. And with Section 179, you could potentially deduct the full 4500 in year one. And so this is why when we look at the types of depreciation and we look at bonus depreciation, we look at Section 179 expensing, that's when it can be some become so attractive. Because if you're looking to offset a bunch of your income this year, You would want to be interested in bonus depreciation or section 179 expensing because you could take the full deduction potentially in year one or a high percentage of the deduction in year one. Where if you just do regular depreciation, you're spreading it out over the course of five years. Now, when we talk about depreciation, there's kind of two main things that we want to be thinking about. First, in order to depreciate something, you must be in business. And then, two, depreciation begins when you place property in service. So must be in business basically just means it's not for personal use. Again, we've talked about this. If you're not in business, if you're not operating you just have a personal item, there's no depreciation there. Now, if you have a business or you're looking to start a business in order to even start your business, you need to buy a piece of equipment, but you're not actually in business yet. Hold on to it. You're going to be able to depreciate that, but the depreciation will not begin until your actual business begins. So, you're not going to lose out on that deduction. It's just the actual depreciation event, that expensing of it, will not occur until your business actually begins. Now, the place and service thing is a key thing. So, this is when we buy something; it has to be placed in service in the year that we want the deduction. So, let's say you want to do Section 179 expensing of that of a computer in year in this year. If you purchase that computer forty five hundred dollars in December twenty fifth but you don't actually get the computer until February. For whatever reason, it's backordering, you never get it. You would not get that deduction until the next year, in that February, when you actually put that piece of property in service. So that's just something to consider. Now, let's say you buy a computer on December 15th, and you send it back to get some software loaded onto it. So you got this computer, but it can't do anything because you don't have the software loaded onto it. So you send it in, you get it back on January 10th. This would be considered placed in service on January 10th, not December 15th. Now, if that computer was able to be used right away and it came with that software on December 15th, then that December 15th would be your date in service. So just remember that as you're doing this, you know, we see this a lot with people that are maybe looking to purchase vehicles at the end of the year. And we'll talk about this when we talk about automobiles before you read. But think about that is that if you purchase a piece of equipment, it has to be placed in service in order to get the deduction this year. So simply just placing an order and then receiving it next year does not allow you a tax deduction this year unless it's actually able to be placed in service. So when we talk about depreciation, we want to know, again, when does depreciation begin? Again, remember first, you have to be in business. So if you buy something before you even operate in a business, you're not going to start depreciation until you're actually in business. But if you're in business and you buy an asset, If you're using bonus depreciation or Section 179 expensing, you get a full deduction for the year you place the property in service, regardless of what month it was actually placed in service. If you're utilizing a regular depreciation method, they had what these rules called conventions. And the conventions determine the month in which your depreciation begins. So you place that item in service earlier in the year. There's going to be a larger deduction in that first year if you place it later in the year a less deduction for that year. So just kind of keep that in mind. Uh, They have conventions if you're using regular depreciation, but if you're using bonus depreciation, section 179 expensing, you get a full deduction regardless of when you actually place that item in service. So the next question always comes up, or that we at least like to remind people about, because some people don't think about this. What happens when you sell a depreciated asset? So you have this computer, you have this vehicle, whatever, that you're depreciating over time, but now you sell it. How does that work? So when you sell a depreciated asset, you're going to have a gain or loss. And first, you need to determine what we call basis. And your basis is just, you know, what is your value in that item? You know, what did you pay for it? Less any kind of depreciation you took, that's your basis. So let's do a quick example. Let's say you purchased a computer for $4,500 and you took bonus depreciation and, and depreciated everything of it your basis in that computer is $0 because you bought it for $4,500 but you got a deduction via depreciation of $4,500 so your basis is 0 Now let's say you bought that computer for $4,500 and now you just did regular depreciation, you depreciate it for two years and just for easy math, let's say it was $1,000. So after two years of depreciation, you now uh, depreciate $1,000 worth. Well, your basis in that asset is now $3,500. 3500. Your purchase price 4500 minus depreciation 1000 gives you a $3500 basis. So when we look to sell an asset, your gain or loss is going to be your sales price minus your basis. So let's go through that example to say okay, what would the actual gain be. Again, let's imagine that you have a computer for $4500. You took full bonus depreciation, depreciate it fully. and then you sell it down the road for $2,000. Your basis is zero. Purchase price of $4,500 minus the depreciation you took of $4,500 means you get a zero basis. So your gain is going to be $2,000, what you sold it for. Your sales price of $2,000 minus your basis, which is zero, is going to be $2,000 a gain. And that's going to be taxable. This is oftentimes referred to as depreciation recapture. Now, let's use that same example. And then it said, assume that we only depreciated $1,000 of it. So in that situation, we bought we purchased it for $4,500. We depreciated $1,000. So now our basis is $3,500. If we take that same sales price of $2,000, now we have a loss because we purchased it for $4,500. We depreciated $1,000. So our basis is $3,500, but we only received a sale price of $2,000. That means we have a loss of $1,500. So that's kind of a rough idea of depreciation. I think it's important to talk about this now before year end, in case you want to be looking at, Hey, I have some income. I need to offset. I plan to make an asset purchase. I plan to buy equipment, furniture, something like that in the near future. How does the depreciation, how does the write-off of that work? I think that's important to understand. Now, again, do not go out and buy things that you don't need simply for a tax deduction. That's a no-win situation for a business owner. But if you do need equipment, you do need new furniture, and you're going to do it anyways, maybe next year, early next year, maybe you might look at doing it this year to take advantage of depreciation, getting a deduction here this year. So it's something to consideration. Now, when we first started, I talked about this idea of a capitalization policy and how I think that every business owner should have a capitalization policy in place. So, What is a capitalization policy? Basically, in a nutshell, a capitalization policy allows you to immediately expense items under a certain dollar amount. And that dollar amount is $2,500 that the IRS has set. And if you have an asset that you purchase for under $2,500, you don't even have to worry about depreciation. You expense it immediately in year one. So, this is like a bonus depreciation. It's not called bonus depreciation, it's just a capitalization policy, but it's like a bonus depreciation for small assets. Again, $2,500 or less. The IRS calls this a safe harbor. So they're saying they're allowing you to expense a qualified asset, even if it should be normally depreciated if it's under a certain dollar amount. And, you know, I think the IRS does this because let's say you buy a new phone for $800. You know, the IRS doesn't want you messing around with all this depreciation and work just to get an $800 deduction. That's kind of the, the idea behind it. Now, I like this. I think every business owner should implement this because it allows us, again, to get that expensing up front. I think it's superior to Section 179 expensing because you don't have that recapture period that can complicate your taxes. You know, It takes this whole idea of depreciation out of the equation. You get an expense in year one, no questions asked. You don't even have to worry about it. It's just, here's the expense. I don't have to go through that depreciation. It simplifies your tax records. It simplifies your bookkeeping because you don't have assets on your books that are making things confusing and everything else. So that's why we love this idea of a capitalization policy. Let's go through a quick example to help you understand. And actually, I kind of put this into practice. Let's imagine that you bought two new desks. Total for two new desks was $4,400 or $2,200 each. If you did not use the safe harbor, you'd need to capitalize it and depreciate each desk and keep them on your books as an asset. So you're going to have two, a desk for $2,200, desk, another desk for $2,200. You're going to have to go through the whole depreciation process. There are going to be assets on your books, on your tax return, and on your bookkeeping. And it's a little bit of a process. With the safe harbor method, the capitalization policy, you're just simply going to expense them immediately as office expenses or small tools and equipment. And that just makes your life easier. There's no depreciation. There's nothing put on your balance sheet. makes life easier. So to take advantage of a capitalization policy, put a capitalization policy in place at the beginning of the year, indicate the amount. So any purchases under this amount, you're going to depreciate immediately. The maximum the IRS allows is $2,500. You could do less than that, but I'd say, why do less? And you have to follow that for all asset purchases that meet that threshold. So you can't pick and choose. You can't say this computer for $2,000, I'm going to depreciate, but this cell phone for $900, I'm not. If you put a capitalization policy in place, you have to follow that consistently. And I also say, always keep invoices on file. And this is especially important if you have multiple asset purchases in one payment. So let's say you go to Walmart. Again, you purchase two computers for $4,400 total. And so you swipe your credit card $4,400. Well, that's over $2,500. But each computer was only $2,200 each. Which is under the $2,500. So it would still qualify, even though the total purchase was $4,400, because each piece of equipment, two pieces of equipment were under that safe harbor amount of $2,500, you can expense it immediately. And so that's important to make sure you have that receipt, which you should always do, anyways, but make sure you kind of keep that documentation on file. You don't have to submit it to the IRS, that document would have it on file should the IRS ever come knocking and asking. The second piece, is you have to make an election on your tax return. When you file your tax return, you just have to make make an election saying to take an advantage of the safe harbor expensing, which is a statement that you include with your filing. Talk to your tax accountant about that. Again, the whole idea for this is that we can avoid depreciation for small asset purchases, items under $2,500, which is why I think every small business owner should have a capitalization policy in place. All right, so let's kind of go through. We've talked about a lot of things, about depreciation, and again, I want, to do this, I want to do this episode now because we're getting close to year end. And so I know people are going to start thinking about what are some things we can do, what are some purchases we can make, and I want you to know kind of what options are available for you. To wrap things up, depreciation cannot begin until you have an active business. Depreciation for business property in an active business can only begin once the property is placed in service, once the property is available for use in the business. Remember that computer example where you had to send it off for a software before you could even use it, and it came back the next year. Not depreciable until that next year. If you use property for both business and personal purposes, you can only depreciate the business use portion, the amount that's specific related to the business. When we look at depreciation options, we have regular depreciation, bonus depreciation, Section 179 expensing that we look at specifically. And then finally, implement a capitalization policy in your business. Take advantage of this IRS safe harbor that they've given us, which allows us to immediately expense asset purchases that are $2,500 or less without even having to worry about this depreciation item. And then finally, one note to remember as well is that when we sell an asset that we have depreciated, we have this idea of depreciation recapture. We have to report a a gain or a loss on that asset sale. And that gain, if it's a gain, will be taxable. So again, just some things to be thinking about as we're getting close to year end. We're going to be talking about automobiles. We're going to be talking about various different things as well as, as we close out uh, 2023 here. But hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully this gives you kind of an idea of thoughts of if you're looking to purchase some equipment or, or maybe some small assets around your business, what are some things you can do? Get that capitalization policy in place. Expense those items immediately so you don't have to worry about depreciation if it's under that $2,500 mark. Thank you for listening to another episode and I will see you next week. This has been another episode of the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review and share with other business owners. You can find previous episodes and more information at www.taxsavingspodcast.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.